The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric France and Ajay Salveson here with you on the Full Court Press. Thanks for coming along with us as we talk about what's going on in sports locally in our neck of the woods. So a couple different things to touch on. Utah State football in their first spring practices. It's in the books. Uh, Blake Anderson, Jordan Nathan, Shaq Bond, they had some comments afterwards. Granted, it's just the first day, so it's hard to get a lot of takeaways from that. But uh, interesting perspectives uh, nonetheless to see how uh, they are reacting. Uh, Also, the uh, Utah Jazz, they are in action tonight. And that means we do have a shortened show today. Actually, it's uh, they're on the East Coast. They're taking on the Boston Celtics. Uh, game tips off at 5.30. So pregame coverage will be at about 5.20. Uh, so we will have a full hour here with you on the 4 o'clock hour, and then we'll have to break away a little bit early coming up uh, in the next hour. But uh, still a lot of things for you to weigh in and, and chime in on. 435 or you can message us directly through the 106.9 The Fan mobile app. Uh, also should be noted, um, Namish Keta with a really nice recognition from multiple different places, multiple sources, but perhaps most notably from the Associated Press. He is an honorable mention AP All-American and uh, joins some pretty notable former Aggies who also got that kind of recognition. Most uh, recently, Sam Merrill just this last year. So, really cool honor and recognition for for Nimi and well-deserved, too. So, next up would be National Defensive Player of the Year? Maybe? Sure. We're shooting for the stars, though. Why not? I mean, why not, though, right? I mean, what he's done, there's things that he's done that a player hasn't done in the last decade. There's things that he's done that hasn't been done since the great Tim Duncan. I don't know if he was any good, though. There's <laughs> things that have been done that haven't been done that he's done since 1992. He is setting a new trend for big men. Now, in regards to the NBA, people want to say, well, is he going to be good in the NBA? Well, it's, I mean, he was born, you know, 20 years too late, probably, sure. But he's still a very big offensive force. He's still a great defensive menace. Uh, he impacts uh, the game. In, a, in an incredible way, um, and so I, 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 I laud him for the um, for the uh, award. It's great, and uh, but there's bigger fish to fry, including getting the Aggies their first tournament win since 2001. Right, 20 years. That's crazy. Is it, dude? Can we? And I was actually just thinking about this the other day, and someone asked me, like, "Do you remember the last time the Aggies won the NCAA tournament?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "I remember watching it live, and of course, you and I mean, Al's in." I think it was in North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but Al was there live calling that game. Uh, I'm sure you were probably here in studio. And no, I was still in college. Oh, were you still in college? Yeah. Wow. I was at home with my dad, a good friend of mine, Larry. Uh, we were all watching the game, and uh, it was. I know my mom got me out of school early that day. I felt so cool. My mom picked me up from school early to get me out and excuse me, <laughs> and just you know that that game was so good. And people talk about the Tony Brown shot over and over again, and they should. But um, what people forget is Sean Daniels nearly costing him the game because he overplayed the inbounds pass, and it went to an Ohio State guy who had a clean look for three. I mean, people forget about how close we were to losing that game on a buzzer beater. True. So, 
Yeah, good stuff. That was a great game. Oh, Fun one game. of the best games, Eric. One of the best. So it's, it's uh, been 20 years, 20 long years from uh, the last time Yaggies uh, won a game in the NCAA tournament. Can they break the streak this week? Um, we'll find out. We're going to do more. Uh, we're kind of short today on time, so we wanted to give ourselves more time to do that tomorrow, uh, give more of an advanced scouting opposition research on uh, Texas Tech, who they are, and do the Aggies have a legit shot here? Can they knock these guys off? I think there's a great – we're going to have a great show tomorrow for all our listeners. Uh, if you're listening right now, we'll repeat it in the sec- or second hour. Eric, we were going to help our listeners have a perfect bracket. <laughs> we are going to guide them to having a perfect bracket. Right, because you and I because will have the same I, opinions. Yes. Experts yes. telling you how to yes. pick. For Just follow our lead. Hour. So, I mean, we're going to preview Aggies, Red Raiders. Don't worry about it. Certainly, we will be on the same page. Yes, we always for are. Every pick. Yes, we think alike. You're going to have uh, Boise State going to the national championship, and I'm going to have... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have BYU on the other side, um, but no. Our, so uh, you know, we'll, we'll break down Red Raiders Aggies. We'll give you all the goods uh, on on what that uh, match matchup is gonna look like. But um, hour number two tomorrow is gonna be all bracket. I mean, we are gonna look at the full entirety, all four regions, uh, all every game, and we are going to give our picks. Um, I think are we just doing the first two rounds, right? Or are we doing the whole thing? Well, I, I think um, going through all of the picks might get tedious. Yeah, so let's just do the first two rounds, and then we'll hit the next round the next week, right? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, and then so we're gonna help you guys get you through the first two rounds, so you can win lots of uh, skittles from uh, your work office, and uh, you can share half of them with us. That's what we're here for. <laughs> that's that's the that's the fee that we ask. Right? <laughs> <laughs> for our services, for our expert opinions, <laughs> you get what you pay for. That's right. I say that. Hey, uh, but I, hey, I want to talk a little bit more just about Ked about his recognitions today. Yes, um, it, it's not just the Associated Press All American. Um, he was an honorable mention. Didn't make first, second, or third team, but he was an uh, an honorable mention. Uh, Sam Merrill got that recognition in 2019. Ty Wesley in 11. Gary Wilkinson in 2009. J.C. Carroll. In 2007 and 2008, Marvin Roberts in 1969 and 1971, and Wayne Estes in 1965. Uh, he was also named to the District 8 uh, Player of the Year by the U.S. Basketball Writers Association. So that's uh, comprised of uh, multiple states like Utah, Idaho, Colorado, Montana. So it's kind of a regional thing. So all players that play in those states, he was recognized as a player of the year uh, in that area from uh, Basketball uh, Riders Association. And he was a first-team All-District 17 by the National Association of Basketball Coaches. So uh, several different honors and recognitions coming to Namiyash Keta. Uh, and you're right, Ajay, he may not be done. There are a few other th- notable awards that he is uh, a finalist for, for a defensive type of player and for a big man, so he may get some more hardware before it's all said and done. Okay, so let's uh, let's play this game that we like to play at least once a year. We played it a lot last year. Let's do it again. Uh, your Mount Rushmore of Utah State basketball would be who? Well, Wayne Estes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um. Gosh, it's hard to keep. Keta off that list. Yep. 
Um, I'd put because uh, I know I'm going to leave out some Here, older I'm guys you, that I'll, are going to be I'll let like. You think for a moment. Great. I want to ask our listeners to. By the way, nine seven seven three. That's brutal. He says a perfect bracket equals opposite of AJ's. <laughs> Jinxy. <laughs> so there yes. you go. Whatever AJ says, Jinxy. Pick the yes. opposite. Yes. Yes. It's uh, any indication of how things go with pick six. <laughs> Oh, oh, you know then, what? That's low. Then your bracket should you follow. I bought you actually a really cool gift I'm about to give you tomorrow, and you're oh, going to love it. I still need to get something for AJ. Oh, who cares? He's not even listening. Anyways. Oh, um, he deserves it. He uh, beat well, us. Nah, he, he won, cheated. fair and square. He, he cheated. Anyways, so I got a cool... And so, yeah, don't don't rag me for that. Um, I also like to know from our listeners, who's your Mount Rushmore of Utah State basketball? You got to pick... And you, four. Four people, right? The top four to ever play. Who's ever your Mount Rushmore of Utah State basketball? Four three five three three nine zero three two one to text in. Oh, man. So, wait. You, okay, so, wait. You've got one. I don't. You got two. Wait, you got one. I got one. <laughs> I've got way The other one this. you got like a half a face of on the on the mountain right now, but you haven't completed the, yeah, completed the other half of his face. I think. I mean, it's hard to not put Nimi on there. Okay. Just for all that he has done. I mean, he's so high in so many different lists for Utah State, but also nationally. Um, and I, I, I will fully admit, I suffer from recency bias because I didn't see some of these other guys play. Okay. So, uh, Wayne Estes, Namish Keta. I'd, I'd put J.C. Carroll on there. Yep. Man, you're going to hear it from some people. Marvin Roberts. That's Holy one. crap, that's your four? All right. God bless India. Um interesting. Interesting. Uh three, four, two, six. Tim Doyle and Jerry Palm say best money line of the NCAA tournament in the first round is Utah State against Texas Tech. Mm. Uh, spicy. Um Jerry right. Palm hates Utah State. Yeah, What's he talking I about? I know. He waited until the last possible second to beat Utah State in. Drugs. All right. Uh, okay, so my four, my Mount Rushmore of Utah State basketball. Again, listeners, if you wanted to, text in 435-339-0321. Mine would be Jared Quayle, Brock Miller. Brock uh, Miller. D'Angelo, you can't put Brock Miller D'Angelo Isby. <laughs> right, is this the, the uh, Mount Rushmore that's a mini golf? <laughs> you put the ball through George Washington's mouth? <laughs> Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Comes out Teddy Roosevelt's eye. I mean, what what kind of Mount Rushmore is this? Uh, Okay, so uh, I'm going to put Estes on there, of course. Like, you'd be dumb not to. Uh, I'm going to put J.C. Carroll on there. Man, this is tough. Tougher than I thought. Namish Keta is going to go on there now. He's earned it. He's earned that right to be on there. There's no way you... Can't leave him off. <laughs> um, and my fourth one. Well, that's just two. No, I've said four. I've said uh, you no. said J.C. Carroll, Carroll and Nimi. And Wayne. Oh, you said Wayne Estes? Oh, yeah, so I said three. So, so yeah. three. Who's your fourth? Good gosh. It's so hard. Sounding very f- similar to mine. I'm not going to put Marvin Roberts on there. Nope. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Spencer Nielsen. 
made the all uh isn't the all century Aggie team? Is that what it was, right? Or was it the all decade team for that? No, it was the all century team for the Aggies. Yeah. Like, look, he didn't have gaudy numbers. He didn't have breaking record stats. But dude, he was the title of the Utah State Aggies. Everything you wanted in an Aggie. Good dude, played hard, played his butt off every time. Like Nate Harris is probably my like if I had if like Spencer's face fell off the mountain and they had to replace it, I'd put Nate Harris in replace Spencer Nielsen. But dude, I'm I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Spencer Nielsen on that list. I'm leaving off Gray Grant and Sam Merrill. Dude, we're leaving off Sam uh, Merrill. And Greg Grant. That's a great one. Speaking of which. Three- Marv Roberts had a professional basketball career in the, in America. In the ABA and in the NBA. 3426. Kendall Youngblood, Greg Grant, J.C. Carroll, Wayne Estes. Ooh, Kendall Youngblood. Mm. 9463. You jerk. Chas Spicer, Matt For- Formisano. Forsano, Kuba Karwowski, <laughs> Tim Durier. Coats only heard it first. Tim Dury would I go up there and burn that mountain down himself. Goats. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, that's hard. Because Spencer Nilton. I'm leaving off Sam Merrill, though. Should we be leaving off Sam Merrill? <laughs> that's so hard. Are we? I mean, we're leaving off the guy who hit a game-winning shot in the Mount West Conference Championship, got drafted in the first round of the NBA. We're leaving him off? We're leaving off the guy... Who is who passed Greg Grant in points? Who is a All American? We're we're leaving that guy off. Nine four zero six. J C Carroll, Wayne Estes, Tony Brown. Oh, I forgot Tony Brown. Oh, Ty Wesley. No one made the Spectre more alive than J C Carroll. Sam. Sam brought that thing back, though. Yeah, like, Sam J- was I mean, there. Like, J- like JC like, really brought the attention from the country of the spectrum, without a doubt. But Sam brought it back when it was getting buried in its grave right, and he revived it. it. Yes. Definitely revived it. JC Carroll is the all-time leader in points at Utah State. Uh, Sam's second? Sam is number two. And we left him off. We left him off, Eric, both of us. Eight nine six eight. I would do. replace Marvin Roberts and put in Nate Williams. He played the same year as Roberts and led the Aggies to the best tournament finish ever. What did they finish? Could you help me? Eight nine six eight. What did they finish in that tournament? I, I don't know. And that's I'm, when they didn't take as many teams. Okay, so it even meant more if you went. Okay, and if I'm not mistaken, that was a team that uh, that a, did they go to the Elite Eight? Was that? I was gonna say Sweet Sixteen or where's Al when you need him? Sweet Sixteen or Elite Eight. Uh, three, four, two, six. Wild Bill as the all-time fan. <laughs> hey, okay. Here, here's a fun question for you too. And who, who's your Mount Rushmore of Aggie basketball outside of the team? Wild Bill be on there. Al Lewis would definitely be on there. I can't think of anybody else I put on there. Uh, say that again. Who? Okay, outside of the team, who would be on your Mount Rushmore for Aggie basketball outside of so like the fans? Media, right? Like Al Lewis would be influential on there. Aggies. Sure, yeah. There we go. Wild Bill, basketball specific. I guess so, because I don't know what football. I don't know how hard it would be to put football in there. I guess Al Lewis would be there for football and basketball. So I guess you could combine it. Wild well, I have Bill. to have Liddell Anderson. Who is he? Oh, the coach, former coach, the athletic director. 
<laughs> Who's he? Yeah. No, stop it. Uh, Stu Morrill. Stu Morrill, yes. Stu, yes. Craig Smith? Dude, three NCAA appearances he's in three years. There. He's getting there. What do you mean he's getting there? Three in a row. Uh, sure. But Liddell took teams. Stu took teams. He's not the only guy. Look at the long picture. But he's doing it against better competition, Craig is, than Stu. Stu didn't do it against great competition. Uh, he had some great competition in the WAC. Okay, yeah, Nevada, that's true. New Mexico State. That's true. Back then, those were good teams. Fourth. Okay. Fair. All Millsap and La Tech, they weren't pushovers. 8968, uh, on regards of that. Uh, that um, Nate Williams team, they lost to UCLA back when UCLA was winning it all the time and give them about the best game they had in the tournament, just missing the Final Four. So, the, yeah, they were in the Elite Eight. Wow. Just, like, say that. Aggies were in the Elite Eight. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff and great reaction from our listeners. Uh, 435-339-0321. Who would be on your Mount Rushmore of Aggie basketball? We'll have to do Aggie football sometime. Aggie uh, football would be hard. all-time rebounds? Huh? All-time points is J.C. Carroll. Carroll. All-time rebounds, Cornell Green. Yeah. I mean, he's just behind him. Just ahead him. of Greg Grant. Oh, he's just ahead of Greg Grant. Yeah. I didn't put Greg Grant on my list. I kind of feel bad about that. Yeah, Greg Grant, he's, uh, he's number two all-time rebounds. He's number three all-time points. Namish Keta, he's number nine all-time rebounds. Is that nuts? Is that crazy? Um, yeah, Namish Keta's earned himself a spot on there. There's just no way he hasn't. There's no way he hasn't. What he's done in his career is just ridiculous. Nimi's number one in blocks. In three years, by the way. Three years he did it. With a pretty healthy lead over number two. Yeah. And then double-doubles, I think Nimi is... Third, they just passed Eric Franson. Justin Bean and Amish Keta both passed uh, Eric Franson. Uh, three, four, two, six. If he stays one more year, there's no doubt he's not staying. Uh, let's see. According to this, this is you. According to USUStats.com. Great place. Nimi's number eight in double doubles. Uh, Eric Franson is Sorry. tied for third. Wait, he had 36, no. Wait, and Nimi's got on. 29. But really? I don't know the last time this was updated. Yeah, that's not right, because I did... Oh, updated through games of March 12th. Um, Hold on. So that was pre... Hold on. Oh, just as the tournament's getting started. He had a streak of eight straight double-double snapped against San Diego State. By the way... He has broken his own single season record with 90 blocks. Uh, with 90 blocks this season. 214 in his career, which is fourth most amount in West Conference history. Good. Just what in the fetch? That guy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this... He broke his own record in blocks. Yeah, this site is missing a few things. It says career consecutive double doubles. Nimi's not even on this list. And he should have been. So he had, so he's had eight in a row. So Keta, uh, let's see, he has an eighth longest streak in history with eight double, eight straight double doubles. He did. Uh, let's see, he tied Jimmy Moore for seventh most in school history with twenty nine career. Yeah, you're right, twenty nine career double doubles. 
But oh, sorry, it's double digit rebounds is what in games of double digit rebounds is where he's passed Eric Franson. That's what it is. I'm uncomfortable every time you say past Eric Franson. Well, you should be because it's not you. It's someone better than you, <laughs> cooler than you, more famous than you. You should be. Uh, again, three, four, two, six. Uh, I just think you say that with a little too much zeal. Yes, I do. With Eric Franson, <laughs> he passed Eric Franson. Franson. <laughs> he left he Eric le- Franson behind. <laughs> so he surpassed <laughs> Eric Franson. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who's bitter now? That's right. Uh, three, four, two, six. One more time, though. If he stays one more year, there is no doubt. Ked is not staying. He's had too good of a year. Why? Why would he stay? Yeah, I and he should. I mean, he's healthy. Get out of here. And I mean that in the high. nicest possible, most loving way. Get out of here. Uh, is he a first rounder? No, I don't know. No, maybe. It depends on where the draft goes this year. I'm not sure who's entering and who. I mean, look, that, that Luke Garza kid from Iowa is going to be probably your number what number two, number three pick. He's, is he? I don't know. Luke Garza? Yeah. I don't know that NBA teams think that his skill set in college translates to the NBA. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Interesting. That's a hot take. I like I, it. I think the kid from Illinois may be higher. He's a baller. Uh, and the Suggs kid... Out of Gonzaga, uh, Gonzaga is, is is really good, and then you have, uh, um, doggone it, uh, Georgetown kid Coleman. I think it's Coleman is his name. Tony Brown, Tony Jones is always tweeting about the kid, but he's he is he has elite skill. He's gonna be a first round pick. Ketamay, oh man, you know as good as Sam Merrill was, and he was drafted the last pick of the second round of the NBA draft. Um. I think Keta falls in that second round category as well. Um, yeah. Do I you just, do, does does Keta fit in the NBA, Eric? I, yeah. But okay, so wait, why, why does he fit, but Luke Garza doesn't? The college player of the year last year, and probably will be this year. He's undersized. The style that he plays. There are other guys or bigger guys that that do that. In the NBA. He'd have to develop another aspect of an offensive game. That's true. He doesn't have a perimeter shot. That right. is major. And his defense on the perimeter is very sketchy at best. He's really good at recovering. But it's... I mean, he gets burned a lot. Um, Man, that's tough. I would... I don't know. That's hmm, interesting. I, I, I think he's a... I mean, again, I'm not an NBA scout. So maybe they're seeing something differently. Um. Oh, remind me to tell you a story off air actually about this. But anyways, uh, Garza I think is maybe a top eight pick. I do. I just think his size, his body, he's physical. He's really physical. He's tough. Somebody will take him because he he works hard and he makes things happen around the hoop. Uh, and the NBA game is either you hit threes or it's all at the rim. Yeah. And so he's a guy that will get work done around the rim. But, hey, but you know what? You bring up a great point, though, Eric. Uh, coaches just don't take you for working hard and maybe having some kind of a development in the game. Like, there is little tedious things that they look at now and say, hey, look, if you don't have this, we can't have you. Like, you're right. I mean, when Namish Keta went through his first work on the NBA – um, a couple of years. It seems like five years ago. After it was a couple his, years yeah, ago, after his freshman season, uh, the, the Jazz actually told him, "Hey, look, like he's 
getting there, but he still has a very long ways to go. And I thought Keta was phenomenal as freshman. He's got to be more physical. But there was the, the, yeah, the physicality. Thing. There was the out. There was the out uh, or off the block post work. There was perimeter defense. There was this and this and this and this and this. But there are little not I wouldn't say tedious things, but there are little things that you and I and maybe outside the the, the scouts wouldn't notice that the scouts look at and say you're you're not even close yet. Now, granted, he's a lot, much, much more improved now. But maybe they look at guards and say, hey, "Look, you've got size. Um, you can you can work inside." But in today's NBA, we need this, this, and this, and you are not even there. But we're seeing some uh, like Utah Jazz are showing. Look, Rudy Gobert doesn't have a sh- an outside shot, but look how effective he is in this offensive system. Yeah. So it's not the age of big men as rim protectors is dead. Certainly, the uh, if you have somebody that's more versatile, that you can stretch the defense. Yeah, you can pull that other defender out because you have that threat of making an outside shot. That's going to give you a higher option. But yeah, uh, by the way, I'm looking at ESPN. They've put together a mock draft. Okay, uh, considering best available players, they have Luca Garza. As number forty nine. Wow. So not even in. So he's barely sniffing the second round. Whew. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, eight nine six eight. Um. By the way, Nimiish Keta. They've got him listed as number seventy seven. Okay, it's a little ways away. Uh, eight nine. In fact, who do they have in your top three on that? Can I ask? I'm kind of curious about this. Uh. Yep. Their top three. Are Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State? That's the kid. Sorry, not yeah. Okay, that's him. Uh, Evan Mobley from USC, and Jalen Green just uh, says USA must be a high school kid. Yeah, he's a high school cat. Interesting. Jay- they have Jalen Suggs at number five. Cunningham's one though, huh? So he must be special. I got I got to watch some highlights on him. Yeah, just a few other sites I just came across. They've Putting him number one. A lot wow. of them uh, 8968, not only did Cornell Green have an outstanding Aggie career when him and Wayne Estes played together, but he went on to have an all-pro career with the Dallas Cowboys in football. That's true. Dude, if you could do that, play basketball and then go play professional football with the Cowboys back in that day, uh, yeah, you're pretty darn good. Yes, he had a very unique uh, path to professional sports. <laughs> that's awesome. But that's, It was very cool what he was able to do. Uh, love it. Great conversation. Uh, who would you put on your Mount Rushmore of Utah State basketball players? You can only choose four. Who are they? Now, position doesn't matter. So they could be all guards, all centers, a combination of whatever. Uh, who would you put on your Mount Rushmore, the four, the top four the, the of all time at Utah State University? Uh, we'll also look at the uh, Utah Jazz. are on the road tonight at the Boston Celtics. A uh, quick preview of what the, their second half of the season is looking like so far. The stat that blew our mind, our player of the week, and Utah State football held their first practice yesterday. Uh, Coach Anderson, Shaq Bond, uh, Jordan Nathan had some things to say about it. We'll talk about that coming up next on the Full Court Press.
There's no reason to wheeze and sneeze while around dogs and cats. The Allergy Clinic, located in the Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence next to the Bank of Utah, have an extremely aggressive treatment for dog and cat allergies. Get the help you need and stop avoiding friends' and relatives' homes just because of their pets. Independent physicians Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette offer Cache Valley a full-time clinic to test and address all your allergy concerns. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. The Cache Valley Allergy Clinic, with two locations inside the Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence. Call 753-7880. That's 753-7880. 880. Girls, insist he take you to Jarek's. Picking out your wedding ring is an experience you will never forget. Come to a place where the mood is right and the setting is perfect for romance. Jarek's Fine Jewelry in Logan. The perfect collection of memorable designs, classic creation, and modern marvels. If you want an intimate, romantic experience you will never forget, then insist he takes you to Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special, make it Jarek's at 930 North Main in Logan. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. This is Jeff John, head golf professional at Logan River Golf Course. On behalf of myself and my entire staff here at Logan River, I would like to thank everyone for their continued support of the golf course and of golf in general. As a thank you, we'd like to extend the 2020 Punch Pass sale prices through March 2021. Regular Punch Passes will be on sale for $250, Senior Passes for $210. Season Range Passes and Season Golf Passes are also on sale. Come down and pick up your pass today. Logan River Golf Course. Play well. Play fair. Play fast. Summer is just around the corner. Don't crank up your AC unit before getting it serviced. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning is the team you should call for quality on-time service. If your system needs replaced, think York. York has the best warranties in the business with affordable financing options. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. We all believe our team is the best. Whether you're a bobcat, a wolf, a grizzly, a mustang, or a riverhawk, we can all agree on one thing. Les Olson Company is the best choice for your office technology needs. So if you need to copy it, print it, scan it, or network it, Les Olson Company is there for all of your office technology needs. Just Les Olson it. Visit lessolsonit.com today. Les Olson Company. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Uh, love to continue to get your feedback. Who would you put on the Mount Rushmore of Utah State basketball? Uh, I think we've uh, we've we've discussed this before. I'm not tweeting on my list, but <laughs> and I think we've uh, changed it a little bit. Okay, so here's the thing. Over the years, so wait, how can we get? How can I get to ostracized by the Aggie world for leaving off J.C. Carroll? But then not a not an argument at all when I leave off Sam Merrill. I'm not really understanding this, Eric. It's not making sense to me. <laughs> you laugh, but I'm serious. Because I had J.C. Carroll on Oh, list. no. I you don't didn't? care what you had on your list. J.C. Carroll's okay all-time leading scorer. How come it's okay to leave Sam Merrill off, but put J.C. Carroll on there, and if I don't, then, well, I am going to H-E-L-L double hockey sticks. Like, explain this to me. I am so confused, world. Gal. 
Uh, Utah Jazz are in action tonight against the Boston Celtics. Uh, pre-game coverage here on the fan starting at 5.20. Tip-off will be at 5.30, so shortened show for us today. Utah Jazz um, really kind of, I, I don't know if they overlooked Houston. They didn't really care. Uh, give credit to the Rockets for you know, having a lot of effort making the Jazz work in the second half. But the Jazz got past the Rockets. Um, then defensively, the Jazz struggled as a team in uh, in San Francisco against the Golden State Warriors. Rudy Gobert was a monster with a uh, personal um, career high with uh, rebounds. He set a franchise record with rebounds in a game, but not a lot of help defensively. The Jazz, def- as a team, they're, they've been on a slide defensively that started before the All-Star break and hasn't really improved much since. Granted, there's only two games since the break, but they're in Boston tonight. Um, cause for concern here for what's going on with the Utah Jazz. Yeah, yeah. Because there was some because concerns that were starting to bubble to the surface before the break. Uh, and I just wonder if that's a, some of that just an indication of some problems that are under the surface that we haven't been noticing, or just you know every team hits a bit of a rough patch, they'll get through it and they'll be back. Yeah, they're in trouble. I mean, you don't. They got throttled by Golden State, and they're not as near as a good, as good of a defensive team as would be uh, Boston. They they aren't, and their offense looks stale. Bogey's dribbling way too much. I miss Bogey when he would just shoot the ball. I miss that Bogey. He was such a nice guy, and he was such a great player. And now he's dribbly Bogey, and nobody likes that dribbly Bogey. Yes. And so that that's a problem for me. Um, yeah, I would. Jeez, I would say, you know, with, with this East Coast trip, if if they don't win tonight, you there is a big need to be concerned, really concerned, because this could be an issue. I'm. I don't want to overreact, uh, but that. Uh, the second unit is what's been concerning me more than anything. Derek Favors defensively has been dropping off. Yeah, what's going on there? Is he healthy? Is when, he having issues? Rudy Go- when Rudy Gobert sits, the defensive writing for the Jazz is taking a dive lately. It's weird. So, And he was really inefficient against Golden State. He was really bad. Eric, how concerned are you, because we've talked about it before, but how concerned are you about the travel? I mean, this this is a big East Coast trip. They got, is, it, is it East Coast trip right now? Right. right? It starts yep. tonight. This is a big East Coast trip, and, and it's a long one. They could get worn out really quickly. And if they do, they go on this little losing streak. We talked about it. You can lose two in a row, but you can't lose five in a row. They're on, like, they're tipping on that edge. <clears throat> Are you as concerned as I am, or I mean, am I just maybe? I don't. Yes and no. I mean, they they went up against two teams here uh, to start the second half that are considerably below them in in standings. Um, certainly the the Warriors are starting to improve, and they're playing like a playoff team. Boston's not a team to be overlooked either. No. 
Who do they got? What's the rest of their uh, schedule schedule like? Because I'm interested. I know they're traveling a lot of miles here on this trip. What the rest of their schedule like? Because one, two bad losses can turn into two more ugly losses before all is said and done. Well, they lost what four of five? Yes. But going into the break, call yeah. Or was it three of four? No, it was three of four, wasn't it? No, wait, it was four or five. So before the All Star break, the Jazz lost three of four, actually five of uh, six. Excuse me, four of six. They lost four of six going into the All Star break. Wow. No, sorry, saying that wrong. I'm looking at the games between Houston and Golden State. There, they lost three out of four going into the break. Um, they've got Boston tonight. Then they travel to Washington on Thursday. And uh, on a back-to-back, then they faced uh, uh, Toronto on, on Friday. So Washington on Thursday, Toronto on Friday, but that game is in Florida, down in Tampa. So they go from Washington, Boston to Washington, which isn't too far to travel. Then they fly down to Florida to take on Toronto. Then they fly to Chicago to take on the Bulls on Monday before coming home to face Brooklyn. Welcome home. You get one of the hottest teams in the NBA coming into your house. Yeah, it's a problem. This could turn into a big slide. And you all of a sudden you're going to find yourself third in the Western Conference. Maybe fourth. It's pretty, pretty common under Quinn Snyder that the Jazz have a stretch like January, February, where they're just hot. Yeah. They win a ton of games. Yeah. Nobody can beat them. And then they start to uh, kind of struggle. Yeah, I don't know if fade. The, I, I wouldn't say disinterested. I like I, I want to use that word, but I shouldn't. But they also have the the at the end of the year they start to re <laughs> they do it in, realign yeah, like and it, come it's like, back. It's like in April they're like, hey, let's go back to playing basketball. Sounds great, coach. We've only lost twelve of the last thirteen games, but let's do it now. The Jazz are still number one in the uh, in the West, and if I'm not mistaken, they're still number one overall. Uh, they still have the best record in the NBA. They do. They're two two games ahead of Phoenix. Two games ahead of Philadelphia for the best records uh, in the NBA. But the Jazz definitely not one of the hottest teams in the NBA. I mean, Miami, Milwaukee, Brooklyn—they've all won nine out of their last ten. Philadelphia's won eight out of their last ten. Phoenix has has won eight out of their last ten. So, Jazz got to get it figured out. You I think they, they do? think there's a luxury of of uh, distance between number one and number two, but they they that's not going to last. Do you think they figure it out, or are we on a slide again? I think they figure it out. Do I mean? But do they, uh, yeah, I I hope so. I'm not confident right now. After that ugly loss to Golden State, I'm worried. They need to travel across the country to go play Boston. Uh, this is a tough stretch coming up. And Is there a flight that's longer uh, oh my that gosh, you'd have to no. take from San Francisco to Boston it's between brutal. two games? Tom Brady said it's the worst trip he's, he, he takes every year. That, like, Well, not every year, but the one trip he takes at least once every two years. They go from New England to Boston, and then or not New England to Boston, New England to L.A., Go play a game there, or have a game against Green Bay, and then go across the country to L.A. And it's—I guess that would exhausting. be the only trip that would maybe longer if they went from L.A. to Boston. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, 
Boston, by the way, they are currently fifth in the East. They're 20 and 18 overall. Uh, they've won six of their last 10. They're not, they're not blowing teams away. No. Nor would but you expect them to. The Jazz have slipped defensively. Uh, they slipped a little offensively. They used to be the top team. Nobody had uh, was in the top five offensively and defensively. Now the Jazz have slipped a little bit. Yeah, that's not good. So, I don't know if it's just fog from too much time off because of a long all-star break. The Jazz were one of the first teams to off and one of the last teams to come back. Just I don't know if it's just not taking their opponents seriously enough. But this is going to be a very telling week for the Utah Jazz before they come home. For uh, After they get home, I think they've got four or five games home before they hit the road again. Wow. So how long is this uh, East trip then again? So, well, they had the one game on Sunday. They're in Boston tonight. Um, and then... They've got uh, uh, Washington on Thursday, and then Toronto on Saturday. Um, uh, excuse me, Toronto, Washington on Thursday, Toronto on Friday, then Chicago on Monday. So they'll come home. It'll be Brooklyn on Wednesday, a doubleheader against Memphis Friday and Saturday. Cleveland the following Monday before they uh, bounce over to Memphis before they come back home for a couple more days oh. finish out the month. But but after that, I mean, beyond what happens this week, Ajay, they never travel anywhere further than Oklahoma City. Oh, that's nice. Houston. I mean, it's the furthest west they will go after this. Well, I guess they travel to Memphis on March 31st. That's the furthest west they will travel uh, after this trip. Everything will be in the west, western United States, either in the central um, or uh, mountain or Pacific time zones, but mostly um, you know, it won't be that far of a travel for the Utah Jazz. This trip they're on now, it's crazy. But uh, once they get back, really not that much travel. When they do travel, it's not that far. So it's definitely more favorable for the Jazz to finish it out. Yeah. I, I'm just worried, man. They're, they're, I mean, their legs are going to be dragging by the time they get back home. Uh, Eric, I, I got to ask you, who, what is the biggest concern of this Jazz team? Well, what concerns you the most about going to Boston on this trip after a bad loss like they had against Golden State where they had probably their most poor performance of the season? Uh, probably my biggest concern is if, if this team starts to have infighting. Okay. If they're not on the same page. Yeah. Because when they were in January and much of February, they were having fun. Oh, yeah. They were having a lot of fun. Everybody was having a great time. They were connected offensively and defensively. But if they start like getting mad at each other and backbiting and not supporting each other on the court, then it doesn't really matter how much talent you have. If you guys aren't going to be out there to help each other, yeah. it's going to be hard to win games. Yep. Good point. Uh, eight nine six eight. I'm just an Aggie fan, but I believe if Keta played his senior year, both would benefit a lot. Yes, they would. Absolutely. Like they're going to be good next year. If Keta comes back, they're great. They're a Mountain West Conference championship team. 
Yeah, but his, I, I think the it, risk it, he, of coming back for injury, yeah, potential. I mean, you have risk of injury anytime, but it could affect your. But your if you value. get injured Instead in the NBA, going, you're getting paid too. Contract, getting paid. Yeah, uh, and his value is high now, so take advantage of it. On Twitter, Aggie alum says on his Mount Rushmore, Ketta, Merrill, Grant, Estes, Brandon Peterson says. Estes, Merrill, Carroll, Marv Roberts, and he actually points out as well, led the Aggies to the Elite Eight. That ought to count for quite a bit. You betcha. Uh, Ketta, Greg Grant, Ty Wesley are next in line. I left off, because Ty Wesley was an All-American. I left off two All-Americans. That's great. That's, that's just bad work from us. 3-4-2-6. We knew from the NBA All-Star break, until the end of the season, the Utah Jazz would travel more than any other team in the league and had more road games, but it was touted as the easiest remaining schedule. Spot on. Shouldn't be losing games like this. No. No. Uh, 9463, how hard would it be to do local high school uh, Mount Rushmore oh, of be, any sport? It'd be dang near impossible. It'd be dang near impossible. Like uh, for Logan, Riley Nelson. Oh, okay, per school. Jeff Manning, Merlin Olson. It's a good start. Okay. Uh, so Who yeah. are some Mount Rushmore okay, picks well, from guys from the Valley? Okay, so okay, so if we're doing school, I know we got to go to break, but if, if we're doing school, Logan, Ryan Bohm, Riley Nelson. Uh, Merlin Olson, duh, right? Uh, Give me a fourth. Uh, Phil Olson. Yeah, yeah, you probably have to. Skyview would be, or Mount Chris would be Ryan Zimmerman, Jake Caressa, uh, Trace Hansen. I mean, if we're doing girls as, as well, Naomi Phillips. It's Vols. Yeah, yeah like, she'd be great. Yeah, and then if you're doing Skyview, you'd be Mason Falls, live Chris Cooley. Mason Falls, live Chris Cooley. Chris Cooley was at Logan. Well, his brother sucked, Tanner. So, yeah, never mind that. So, we're just going to go Mason, Faults of Mason, Faults of Mason, Faults of Mason, Faults of. What oh, about Connor Mance? He Who? just set like a record for uh, in track and field. And we, he's running for BYU right now, but. Yeah, if he's running for BYU, I can't count it. I'm sorry. We have and to Skyview's on. had some great swimmers. Eric, well. g- give, me one, give me the name of one great swimmer. <laughs> Do it. From here or just period? Well, yeah, you said Skyview's got some great swimmers. <laughs> Give me one great swimmer. And the last name better not be Phelps. Abbey Carpet and Floor has moved. That's right. We've moved to a bigger and better location in North Logan. This is Tyler with Abbey Carpet and Floor. We are now located at 2359 North Main, next to Sonic. This will allow us to serve you better with more display space to show your products and a larger warehouse to store more flooring for a quicker turnaround. Come check out our new location, 2359 North Main in North Logan or online at abbeylogan.com. Watch for our grand opening coming soon. There's a lot of strain on various industries right now. Supply stretched thin as demand is at an all-time high. If you are building or remodeling and are looking for ideas for stone to face your home, it's crazy. Coldwater Stone and Tree Modern and Castellite and Logan want to take that frustration and challenge away from you. They are a local homegrown business with stone products made by Coldwater and sold by Castellite. Stop in and make your choice today for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go, online at castellite.com. Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. Be our guest March 18th, the third Thursday at 7 p.m. Come learn about Medicare and Social Security. 
planning ahead will give you the confidence you need to make these important decisions. Come see us March 18th, 7 p.m. at our office by the North Walmart. Call 752-9493. The seminar is free. The information is valuable. Call 752-9493. To RSVP as seating is limited to allow distancing. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you want small and simple or a little more, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner works personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. And you can rest assured that Riverwoods Conference Center is following every guideline from the CDC and Health Department. Google Riverwoods conference center or call 750-5151. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. At Valley Office Systems, we want you seen green with the savings we can offer you for your office equipment, furniture, and supply needs. Our goal in 2021 is to continue to offer the best products and value at even better prices. Valley Office Systems, a service company above all else. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Yeah, it should be left off. What? I mean, you... No way. Who would, you make it seem like that's an obvious decision. Yeah, who would put the water boy on a Mount Rushmore? Why would you put a team manager on a Mount Rushmore? Unless it's a Mount Rushmore of team managers. I'm so happy that Bean passed Eric Franson. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, you leave Robert Turbin off. But then, like, a guy like Jordan Love doesn't make my list. Jordan Love doesn't make my list. Uh, I'd probably put Anthony Calvillo ahead of Jordan Love. Bobby Wagner doesn't make my list. I mean, you can only choose four. Yeah, but Roman Olsen's on there. Is is Bobby Bobby Phil's on there? Well, okay, so no, is Phil's not on there? Phil wasn't that good. What? Phil was. He was. No, Phil was all based on name recognition. He was good. Phil wasn't that good. I would not put Phil on Mount Rushmore. Merlin, absolutely. uh, What's his name? Roland Jones. Yes. Yes. But we're gonna leave what you think is a Hall of Famer in Bobby Wagner off that list. Just saying, Cal Vannoy wouldn't get left off of BYU's list. <laughs> Good thing we're not doing one of those. <laughs> Be all your favorites. Hazem <laughs> uh, eight, Hill. 8968 eight, texts in uh, where J.C. Carroll was a better shooter than Sam. Uh, Sam at least played defense and not just scored. See, thank you. J.C. cannot guard a chair. Swallow the butter. Uh, Tivo Shandor says, Estes, Carroll, Merrill, and Stu. Tybee Aller says, Sam, Keta, JC, and BG23. Who's BG? Oh, Brian Green. Wait, Brian Green? Hmm. Okay. Hey, 
That's his Rushmore. That's his list. He gets to choose. That's all right. Uh, nine four six three Skyview Mount Rushmore: Mason Falslove, Jalen Moore, oh, Lindsey Jensen, insanely good in basketball a few years ago. I remember Lindsey, Isaac Larson, no. maybe. You know what? Who uh, who put the Nate Harris off? Eight seven nine eight. Eight seven nine eight. Nate Harris. Thank you. Uh, three four two six. Justin Wilcox was an Olympian diver from Skyview. Boy, good thing you didn't know that before, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Good. These are good. <laughs> okay, so okay, so Mason Falls of Jalen Moore, Lindsey Jensen. Um, I like Mason Falls of. I love Jalen Moore. Lindsey Jensen's really good. She won a state state title. So, Eric, do you put Justin Wilcox or Nate Harris on as the fourth person of the Mount Rushmore? Because I'm not putting Isaac Larson on there. I mean, with you all go to an Olympics. That's pretty pretty impressive. Sorry, Nate. That's tough though. Hey, who would you take on the list, Nate or Jalen? Probably Jalen. Really? It's a high school player. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd probably take Jalen. Because we're just talking purely high school. Jalen got a state title. I'm not sure that Nate did. Oh, we have another break, huh? Yes, we do. we got to take a quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. More coming up, and uh, especially next hour, stick around more about Utah State football, their first practice in the books. We hear from Coach Blake Anderson, some of the players. That's coming up. When you need home medical equipment, travel no further. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. We have some big news. We just opened a brand new location in Draper, just east of I-15. Our new store is staffed with professionally trained respiratory therapists, a full inventory, and only the highest quality products. At Alpine Home Medical, we accept most major insurances. So come see us today. You're our number one priority. Or visit us online at alpinehomemedical.com. Well, I was driving across town when my car got down, started lurching and trying to die. Well, luckily there was a shop and when it struggled to a stop, a nice fella met me right outside. I said, man, something's wrong. What the heck is going on? He said, I tell you this, I got no doubt. You just relax and don't you worry. We can fix it in a hurry because your car is what we're all about. At Cash Valley Auto Care, all the experts are under one roof. So if it's not running right, chances are we can fix it. Cash Valley Auto Care, behind Home Depot on 200 East, 1175 North. Hey, golfers, I invite you to come to Birch Creek on Wednesday, March 17th from 5 to 7 and sign up for Birch Creek's Men's Association. While here, enjoy a complimentary barbecue by the Charcoal Grill. Our punch passes are on sale at the spring sale price. So if you love golf and smoked barbecue, we hope to see you on Wednesday, March 17th from 5 to 7 for the Birch Creek Men's Association sign-up and opener. That's Birch Creek Golf Course in Smithville. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Think about it. Press. If he's playing right now, this team's really good. Oh, they could use that. Replace Absolutely. him with Brock Miller, and they're really good. The Utah State, they don't really have a, t- a player this year who can take a game over no. at certain stretches. No. He'll get there, but not right now. Right. That's what Jake, has me worried about Texas Friday. Tech. Uh, Jake Peterson, he on his Mount Rushmore. Estes Carroll, Merrill Ketta, 8798, says clearly... Uh, Nate Harris was hands down the best basketball player to ever come out of Skyview High School. Ooh, and there might be Ooh, fine words from Jalen Moore. I love it. 9463 Mountain Crest. I just got to ask, did Nate Harris win a state title? Yes, he did, didn't he? Did he? 
Or did they go to the state championship? I don't know. Mountain Crest. I'll go back and look. From 9463, Alex and Jake Crest, Ryan Zerman, the entire Lofthouse family, Ajay Salveson. <laughs> As a water boy, yes. I was a dang good water boy. Uh, 9315, Luke Lofthouse of MC, without a doubt. Luke Lofthouse is one of the best wrestlers ever. No, yeah, in ever in state history. Yeah. Incredible accomplishments as a high school player. Oh, he was, yeah. And he's so nice now. I don't know what happened to him. He became really nice, though. We talk all the time, and I'm like, dude, what happened to you? <laughs> all right. Coming up next hour, we'll hear from Blake Anderson. We'll hear from Shaq Bond and J- Jordan Nathan. Not part. Utah State football first practices in the books. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. If you had to pick one team that was going to make a splash on the first day of free agency, it probably wouldn't be the New England Patriots. But yesterday, the Patriots shocked everyone with a flurry of signings. You could reach a couple of conclusions here. First, they had a lot of spots to fill and loads of cap space. The cupboard's bare in Foxborough. You could also assume Bill Belichick wasn't in the mood to build slowly, not after they finished 7-9 and nine this year and... Tom Brady won a Super Bowl in Tampa. We tend to judge players differently when New England signs them, but they've missed out on other teams in both free agency and the draft. We assume they have a plan. This season, they face a challenge. They're making moves we don't expect from them. Signing guys at the top of the market is very un-New England-like. They may not have a choice as they try to figure out what's next for one of the NFL's great franchises. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. So Fritzy and I were talking about the salted caramel flavored built bar. I haven't tried one yet. And there's a reason for that because Todd has tried all of them and uh, he had one the other day and he said, Oh, you should try this. And I go, I will. If you decide that you won't eat all of these. They're fabulous. They really are. Okay. And you know, so now Todd realizes that, uh, you know, you get protein, there's low sugar, low calorie. So it's healthy. It's a, it's a protein bar for you. Now I got Todd who's taking him home in his briefcase. I thought it was like a Hershey bar or something. You're telling me it's good for you and it's full of protein. You're never going to see the box again. Mint brownie, cookies and cream, coconut. There's too many to name. They're great. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code DP20 to get 20% off your first order. You're not going to believe how good they taste. Protein bars. BuiltBar.com. Promo code DP20 to get 20% off. BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code DP20, and hopefully you'll get a chance to try. Here's Chad Norton, the lawn doctor, with a tip for your lawn. With warmer temperatures and no snow on the ground, green grass might be here sooner than ever. We are excited to offer a new two-service soil enrichment program to improve water retention, reduce compaction, stimulate root growth, and increase nutrient and fertilizer uptake, resulting in a healthier lawn this summer. Sign up early and get the second service half off. Fertilizer, weed, and pest control. Call the Lawn Doctor at 753-LAWN or go to lawndoctorcashvalley.com. Now is the time to visit with the professionals at Great Basin Graphics for the perfect t-shirt or new clothing design for spring. T-shirts and employee clothing continue to be a favorite and a great way to advertise your business while on the move. With the best screen printer in town along with the equipment and knowledge to create custom clothing at great prices, Great Basin Graphics is sure to make you look. Great Basin Graphics will design, screen print, and embroider everything and anything. Google Great Basin Graphics or visit their new location at 966 West 400 North. Jazz basketball. The Jazz has struck. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We are Buzz Wars. And here. 
here's what you need to know. Another big, busy signing day in the National Football League. Chicago Bears have picked up Andy Dalton, former quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. A one-year deal in place for him worth $10 million. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have signed Jason Pierre-Paul to a two-year contract extension. New York Giants have been busy today. They signed defensive lineman Leonard Williams to a three-year deal worth $63 million. And then on top of that, They've also grabbed John Ross of the Cincinnati Bengals, a one-year deal for him, just under $3 million. Miami Dolphins have signed running back Malcolm Brown. He was with the Los Angeles Rams. Baltimore Ravens have re-signed defensive lineman Derek Wolf to a three-year contract for $12 million. Tennessee Titans have signed quarterback Janoris Jenkins. He was with the New Orleans Saints. NFL Network reporting today that the Philadelphia Eagles have given Titan Zach Ertz permission to pursue a trade. I'm David Gascon. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Love to have you tuning in, joining us wherever you may be. Okay, you know what? Barry Ward, my man, Barry Ward, listening to the show, says, Ajay, reminder of someone not in your top four, this wasn't even the year he was Mount West Conference MVP with all those other NBA guys in the Mount West Conference. We're talking about Sam Merrill. He uh, shows me the video of uh, when Paul Weir last year in his post-game press conference when asked about Sam Merrill. <laughs> he was having bad dreams about him. Kicked my you-know-what. He kicked our you-know-what. He kicked everybody's you-know-what. And then he says, this was the year after uh, when Keta was good but still trying to recover from injury. You guys do a great job. Thanks for making the radio fun. You, We don't make the radio fun. Our listeners make it fun for us. Um, let's see. Logan Jones. Why did coaches become part of this discussion, though? Should coaches be part of the discussion? Well, if it was, uh, we did kind of throw in there for a moment, you know, non-players. Uh, if you were to put non-players on your Mount Rushmore, who might you put include? Which could be yeah. uh, boosters. Certainly, I think if you're looking at, at uh, athletic directors or coaches. Yeah. Um, I, think, I mean, I think coaches belong as part of the team, though. That is part of the team. I know they don't play, but these are coaches. Yeah, Lob would definitely be on the mound. Oh, heavens, yes. Oh, yeah. 8798 on Nate Harris. No, he did not win a state championship. As a basketball player, I'm taking Nate Harris all day long. You know what? And I, with all truthfulness, I'm with 8798. I take, I seen that kid play in person. He was a monster among, I mean, he was playing against some big, big kids, and he made them look foolish on the court. Uh, 3426, Nate Harris and Jalen Moore before Mason Faltzliff. I would even put Jay Bear, who played in the 70s before Mason Falsliff. Boy, wow. Mason's not getting a lot of love. Wow. 4-3-4-8. Preston Greats. Do we have any Preston Greats? Boy, you talk about these great Preston State Championship basketball teams. Whoo! Boy. <laughs> yeah, especially the last five to yeah. seven years. I mean, how do you play? Oof. I'll have to work on a list. Uh, a 9773 text in. Uh, how about Mark Wooten from Mountain Crest? A couple of state, uh, one state championship, a lot of state championship appearances, uh, state semifinal, and they lost to Timfew, I think, like three or four years in a row. But Wooten took that program and put it right back to where it used to be in the mid 90s and was really good. Boy, that's a good, I like that one. Mark Wooten's a good one. 
the, the the selection opportunity for Green Canyon and Ridgeline would be very slim. <laughs> Just very new schools. I think uh, so. I, I think you put the Brenchley boys on there. From Ridgeline. Yeah, you could. And I think you put me as a baseball coach. I won a region championship for our freshman team. You know, mm-hmm. and honestly, I mean, my freshman team included a kid who crapped his pants at second base. Like, what coach wants to do that? What coach wants to coach? You and should I should be recognized <laughs> no. for something like that. <laughs> Build a statue of him in the in the squatting position. <laughs> that poor he was such a good kid too. Were you sucking on a towel while this was happening? No. No. Dude, that photo don't, dude, because that photo still brings back nightmares that I was staring at. Nine seven seven three intern Cody would be for Ridgeline. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't you dare. You desert. No, nine seven seven three. Don't you dare. Uh, nine four six three from Logan. Uh, put the Demuni kid. Um, no, the running back, defensive player, who's uh, he's on a mission now, but he's going to Stanford when he comes back. Oh, sorry, I think it's somebody else. Yes. Okay, sorry. Uh, let's see, 9463, Charles Abu. Abuo. Abuo. Ooh, yes, he was a really good player. Uh, absolute tank. Does he lose points because of BYU AJ? No, absolutely not. He was a great basketball player. Goodness, yes, he was. Somehow Utah State just didn't really pursue him very We've done that a lot, haven't we? We let really good players from our local area go elsewhere because we didn't do our job recruiting. Yeah. We've been talking about the Mount Rushmore of Utah State basketball, but then it morphed into Mount Rushmore's for each individual high school in the area. So uh, if you'd love to chime in on that, we've had some really, really good uh, suggestions there. Uh, who would be on your Mount Rushmore of, of athletes who came out of Logan High School or Skyview or Preston or Westside? Uh, so... Any recommendations? Love to get those. 435-339-0321. That's been a lot of fun. Uh, Limited time here uh, on the Full Court Press because we do have Utah Jazz pregame coming up uh, in about 10 minutes or so where we have to break away. And uh, I do want to shift gears if we can. Uh, The Utah State football team held their first practice under this new coaching staff yesterday. And I get it. It's just a first practice. It's hard to take a lot from a first practice. But already, Ajay, there are some big things to me that stand out. And uh, I think one of the first was uh, hearing from some of the players. Um, and first, let's, this is Shaq Bond uh, talking about uh, what's, what's different this year compared to last year and uh, how practices are, are being run differently. The biggest difference was honestly the, the warm-up. We did a, a very different warm-up today. We did a a group warm up as individuals. Um, so that was very different. But other than that, it was the fact that, you know, we had a 35 minute before practice practice. So that was kind of different. And then beyond that too, uh, Jordan Nathan had some interesting things to say in his opening statement about uh, just the, the different feel um, in the, generally in the Utah state locker room and how things are going right now. How you guys doing? Jordan Nathan here. Um, today's practice was exciting. You know, I haven't felt like this since, dare I say, 2018 when we were, like, really doing something. Just the whole atmosphere was just exciting. You know, the receivers doing what they're supposed to do, everything, you know, was detailed. Even on the defensive side as well, like, everything was so competitive, and we missed that the last few years, the last couple of years, I should say. My bad. It's an interesting little extra. I love that. Hey, everybody, it's Jordan Nathan here. <laughs> I love don't get off and like, it's Jordan Nathan, or I got questions? Hey, it's Jordan Nathan here. <laughs> so, 
Um, hey, Eric, what the culture? Does this stand out to you? Like, um, just you know, everybody is you know, like they're they're doing things differently. Maybe catching the players who are coming back's attention. Like, hey, wait a minute, this coaching staff actually cares. With the super seniors who have the option to transfer wherever, a couple were in a coaching portal. change, and there were guys who were in the portal. But a lot of these guys came back, and guys who were going to leave changed their mind to come back. Back, yeah. I don't. It's we don't, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but so far, it's really they like what interesting yep. to see how this this team is reacting to this new coaching staff. Um, and uh, Jordan Nathan talked a little bit about that on the change that's occurred since uh, Blake Anderson. Please arrived. be the right cut. Oh, it was. Night and day. Um, everything seemed, like I said earlier, very detailed. You know, everything's organized. Everybody's on the same page. Nobody's showing up late. Workouts, everybody's busting their tails. And then we just, we felt like a team, you know. Um, brotherhood. We all held each other accountable. From the leaders to the, to even to the walk-ons. They were, we were all encouraging each other to be better. And, you know, Coach A brought that. He brought that. He brought that. That whole energy here, and him and his staff. You know, um, he asked us to get better, one degree better every day, and I think we were doing that even today. So it was a great sign when he came in here because I, I seen the automatic change and just the whole vibe and energy from the team in itself. Very interesting, and I mean, it's great what's going on now, but it gives you an, an, a look kind back of a little at how bit things of a look. were. Yeah, they pulled the veil open just a bit of how bad things actually were. Didn't look great, and you know what? We talked about it though, Eric, and I think our listeners kind of saw it too. The disinterest from Gary Anderson as the head coach. Yeah, I and and that's okay to say because because I think it was evident. I mean, there's no way the guy leaves that quick in the season. Without, I mean, maybe there's stuff going on in the it back was, behind the scenes, but there's. I just, don't know if it was disinterest. That that may be hard to say, but then what I mean, else? Clearly, could it be? clearly, else? there was something different about Gary Anderson. He just did not. He was not nearly as engaged on the sideline. Um, he when you would see him in public appearances, he was not nearly as engaged as he used to be. So uh, would, it's 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 yeah. sad. It's unfortunate. Like at events, he would leave him early. Like, he would speak, and then the players would be there, and the players would hang out, and he'd be gone. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, with uh, these players, especially these super seniors, Ajay, I was thinking about it during the presser yesterday. If we count Frank Miley as a coach, because he was an interim coach. I listened to this question. Twice. Yeah. But if you consider, for the super seniors who have been here the entire time, they've had four different head coaches. And so That's I asked nuts, Jordan Nathan, Eric. what's that, what was that been like? Listen to this answer. You know, the hardest thing, two things, hardest thing with that, one, you know, is the relationships that are lost. You know, we build these great relationships with these coaches and even players that, you know, that have to, had to leave because, you know, of certain changes, stuff like that. That's also hard. And then, you know, the biggest thing is trust. You know, things about, things past few couple of years have been going south and it's like, dang, who do we trust? You know, people don't want to stay here or whatever the case is. I think trust is a, is a huge factor in everything. And like I said, mentally draining because, you know, you lose all these relationships and you have to re reestablish yourself. I mean, I, I always have the, you know, viewpoint of me reestablish myself every year. I don't think my position is always, you know, solidified. I have to work myself off because you have people coming in here. But, you know, just having to reestablish yourself and by doing that, 
you have to be, you have to have mental stamina. You know, I talked about men- mental, uh, being mentally drained earlier in this interview. I've learned to increase my mental stamina and that's being able to wake up every day with a smile on my face with, with whatever's going on in my life, whether it's back home or here and, you know, be here for my teammates and coaches and show them that I'm willing to do whatever it takes to be the best version of myself. And, you know, that was evident today. I feel like I bust my tail for the team and the team gave that same energy back. I love Jordan Nathan. Love the answer. Great to have him love back that answer. in Aggie uniform. That is a leadership veteran answer. That is what you need when you're going underneath a new coaching staff. And he's been through it before, but the way last year exited and we're entering this year, that is the leadership you want. And that is spot on by Nathan. And I, It's kind of sad to hear him say we didn't know who to trust last year. Do you blame him, though? No. Like When you listen to answers now, when you talk to those kids – you, you understand how bad things actually were that we didn't even know. But he admitted uh, to us that he contemplated putting his name in the portal. He had other friends on the team who were doing it. He contemplated leaving, contemplated just not coming back, uh, whether he should pursue the NFL. Then he got a chance. He said he uh, uh, talked to his mom, and she really was the one who said, look, no, you need to see this through. Oh, his mom's Stick with been what so you've committed supportive. to. Yeah. yeah. His and, mom uh, has been so supportive. Kudos to his mom. Um, but to Coach Blake Anderson talked a little bit, too, about uh, his first practice. Now, they've done some activities, and they've t- met with players leading up to it, but t- uh, yesterday was the first real time to see them on the field running drills and uh, says, look, they're going to have competition at every spot. This is uh, uh, There's a lot of things that this team needs to figure out. Well, you're right. There is competition at every position. We, we, we try to make it very clear that um, everybody starts with a clean slate, regardless if you were a starter or a backup or even didn't play in, in, in previous years. You've got an opportunity to make a first impression with a new staff. For us, clearly on offense, we've got to have a trigger man. I mean, quarterback is what makes it all go. Uh, the offensive line is, is going to be the, you know, the foundation for the offense. Uh, so, so those are some key spots that I think are, are going are gonna to be things that we definitely have to look at every day. But uh, I would say we want daily movement uh, at each position based off a of guy's effort and attitude and the fact that you can tell that they are studying and know what to do. So hopefully we can create competition at every single position. Um, and, and I think as we get to know them a little bit better, we may find that we're deeper at some positions than other. Uh, positions, and we may find some deficiencies that that we didn't really know we had, whether it be depth or experience. So uh, uh, that's that's the hard part, you know. Year one, kind of day one uh, uh, of evaluating. It's, uh, I get excited when I hear Coach Anderson talking about his team and the staff and what they're trying to do. On the way he talks about him, the way he talks about the kids, the way he talks about his ideas. But that, like his ideas, if it doesn't work with the kids, it's not going to work. We need to change something. But it's not the kids' fault. Super unusual circumstance to have so many players available with experience in spring right now for this coaching staff. Just all these super seniors, the 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 player, the graduate transfers, the other player transfers. This is unusual to have so many players. So this team, they can figure some things out kind of relatively quickly about who they are, what they want to do. Um, but there, he said that there are three things uh, particular that he wants to get out of spring practices, which are now underway. You know, I told him today there's really three things that we want to we want to try to accomplish. Number one, that we just gotta have to, we gotta find out what kind of 
tempo and um, work ethic and effort level is expected. That, that's really the most important thing of spring. The second part would be the foundations, and I mean pure foundations of the scheme. And then probably third would just we need to see some guys that naturally kind of rise to the top as leaders. If we could get that done in 15 days, I would feel like it was a huge success. Obviously, we want to stay healthy. Um, so I, I think we just got to be really patient and take this one day at a time and, and expect those things to be addressed on a daily basis before we worry about moving kind of beyond that. So really exciting stuff for Utah State football. More practices are going to be in the books, the scrimmage before too long, and we'll continue to break it down throughout. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Utah Jazz basketball against the Boston Celtics coming up next here on The Fan.